This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Mike Sedita. Hello out there. Welcome to episode 88 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. My name is Mike Sedita. I'm your host, and I have the pleasure of being joined today by Taylor Ford. He is the owner of Titan Garage Flooring. Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast. A little bit about you know who we are and what we do and why we do what we do. Back in 2020 during COVID, everybody had to be socially distant. And a guy by the name of Charlie McDermott down in Southwest Florida said, what can I do in the community to get business owners in front of consumers, to get philanthropic groups, their message out, what they're trying to do. And the Good Neighbor Podcast was born. And over the past Three and a half plus years, the Good Neighbor Podcast is everywhere from Denver to Atlanta to Virginia, and I'm the person here in Tampa that gets to talk to business owners like you. So, I mean, I've seen your stuff. I think I've gotten about probably 3,000 postcards in the mail from Titan Garage Flooring, but tell us a little bit about Titan and what you guys do. So, we're a concrete coating company, first and foremost. We, we started out um, probably 2006 doing... Uh, garage floors um, with epoxy. We transitioned over about a decade later once we found this product, um, and that's when Titan was born. Um, So now we do one-day garage floors, um, and we use a commercial-grade product that's a lot more durable than an epoxy, and then that's kind of what took our product to the next level in our our business. Um, And we, um, we don't just do garage floors. We do anything concrete. So whether it be a pool deck or a sidewalk patio or a commercial warehouse or a restaurant, we, you name it, we do it. So that's pretty much our, our business model. Okay. So a couple quick questions off of that. The original product, the epoxy that you used, what are the big advantages to what you use now? Is it longevity, durability? Like what's the reason why you made the transition to that? Or is it just general technology had improved in, in the product? I would say all of the above. It's um, it's it's definitely more durable. It cures, you know, two to three times faster. Uh, it's it's twenty times more durable than epoxy through lab testing. So it's uh, it's basically, you know, and that was my business model: taking something that was in a commercial setting and into a residential setting, and 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 the rest the rest is kind of history. So that's that's uh, it's just a lot durable, more durable. It's, it's better technology. And it seems like a win-win because it's more durable for the client, but it also it also cures faster. So you then, as a business owner, can now probably schedule, you know, faster jobs. It's not a two-day process or whatever it was before. It just it, it flows a little bit better for your progression through doing jobs. Correct? Yeah, it, it definitely is, and it allows us to go. You know, a normal crew can do five to six garages a week versus with an epoxy, you're limited to maybe two to three jobs a week. So it's definitely a Turnover faster, which allows us to service more customers and not not have to have those extensive wait times we used to have. We used to be booked out two and three months at a time because we could only could only accomplish so much. So now it's, you know, it's a lot quicker. So and that's better. only been since about 2016, 2017 that that's, that product's been available. So it's been around for, for decades. The product itself was the same product. It's called a polyurea. It's the same product that, that people lined the interior of like oil pipelines with back in the okay. day. Um, so it's been around for a long time, but they, the pot life on it, the, the, when the A and B chemical reacted, it, it only had X amount of time. So they've worked on that and they extended it. And now there's, there's, there's a longer pot life. So now there's more applications that people can use in them, whether it be a floor or the back of a truck liner or whatever it may be. So, all right. So a couple other questions I have from that is 
one, I mean, I do literally, I wasn't joking around. I mean, I see you guys everywhere. Um, how many trucks do you run in a given, like how many trucks are you currently running? Uh, we normally on a normal day, nine to 10. So I have locations in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, and then here in, here in Tampa. And then I'm opening in Dallas, Texas next. So that's our next, next stop. And when is that going to happen? Uh, that'll happen in quarter two of uh, next year. Good for you. And what is the, so what is the incubation period for something like that? So like you say, you go, Hey, we want to be in Dallas. Um, Dallas is a massively huge market, Dallas, Fort Worth, that Metroplex area. Do you go and scout out a central location to have a distribution shop and then kind of work it out from there? And is the nine to 10 trucks, is that across Nashville, Atlanta and Tampa, or is that just in Tampa? So that's spread out amongst the, the three. So we, okay. we, we run two to three trucks, maybe actually four in Nashville, but two to three trucks in each market. Um, and as far as Dallas goes, you know, we get there a couple months ahead and, and like, you know, like to your point, we, we, we establish our presence as far as where we're going to be located. Um, and that's more or less just a warehouse. And then we start the advertising process a couple months in advance. That's why those postcards that you see that, that you're getting, that everybody's getting is, is um, two to three months ahead of time. That way, when we when we get there, you know, our, our business is established and we're and we're rolling. Gotcha. And then the other question I had from all that is you talked about other applications when I think of garage refinish type stuff, I think of that speckled, you know, shop kind of garage flooring, but you talked about pool decks. So is there a way, like I know when people do concrete, they do like pressed concrete to make it look a certain pattern and stuff. Does this product give you the ability to do stuff like that as well? Or is it really just for the kind of the grip of the surface and the durability? So it's 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 more or less for the grip of the surface and the durability. So we we have the speckle option, we have um, quartz options, we've got other options. Um, right. And I'm in the, I'm in the concrete business, totally separate from this. We actually own a company called Titan Concrete Company as well. But um, so we we get into that as well. Uh, but but this is primarily just your decorative decorative look. So you, you essentially, see. with the concrete side, could go in and do like a stamped concrete in a yard to make it look a certain way and then use the sealant to kind of seal it off and make it more durable and secure. That's 100% correct. Yes, sir. Gotcha. All right. I'm, I'm understanding. I'm understanding the, the process. So tell us a little bit about your story. I mean, were you always into construction? Were you always into this type of, of uh, profession? What is your background? Are you from Tampa originally, Atlanta originally? How did you how did you kind of get around to this point now? So we're I'm actually from Nashville. Uh, I started out in the hardwood flooring business. I worked for a company called Lumber Liquidators. Um, know it we well. Started, we got into where we were subcontracting installers out. We started doing um, a lot of homes, and it turned into a situation where everybody's house we were in, one out of every three or four of them wanted their garage done. So that's what led to the epoxy. Um, Fast forward, you know, we discovered this product, um, and that's kind of how we got into to what we do. But I'm uh, I'm from Nashville, um, born and raised in Nashville. I've got a family with you know uh, three kids and a wife, and um, we live on a farm here in here in the Nashville area. Um, but we're back and forth to Tampa, you know, every other week. So I was in Tampa uh, all week last week, actually. So we're and, we travel there quite often. And where's your shop here in Tampa? What part of town? So it's it's just south, just right outside of Bradenton area. Okay, so you're down there. Okay, gotcha. So, um, so you said wife and three kids. I mean, what what ages are the kids? So we've got a two year old, a five year old, and an eleven year old. I've got a son and two daughters. And the eleven year old is your son? 
Um, my son's a two-year-old, so he's the, the youngest. Two-year-old. Oh, so you've got two daughters and then your son, that poor kid. He's going to be dressed up. They're going to dress him up like uh, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yeah, they already tried. Trust me. <laughs> so uh, the 11-year-old, that's a good age. Is she into sports? Is she into cheerleading? Is she into country music? I mean, in Nashville, that's kind of like uh, the way it's got to be, no? Yeah, she's a she's a great singer. She won the talent show at her school, and she's really, really good at it. She's But she's also in cheer, so she's in competition uh, cheerleader and we're actually coming back to Florida in February for national competition. That she's in Orlando. Got so she's it's a, it's a full time thing in itself. Cheerleading. Believe years. me, my my buddy growing up who lives in New Jersey, his two daughters are in it, and his wife is in it. And I mean, like I played football and baseball and sports in high school, and it was pretty cutthroat. I think cheering competition cheering is almost like the mafia. I mean, it is like these girls they don't mess around. The moms don't mess around. The wrong makeup, the wrong bow. I mean, it is like off the chain. So is your wife deep into that? She is not the normal cheer mom, I would say, but she definitely is. She's uh, she's responsible and the kids are there and we make it to all the stuff. So she's not yeah. she's not she doesn't come from a cheer background. She's she's a more of a, a soccer player, if that makes sense. So she's yeah, a, yeah. a whole different end of the spectrum. Yeah. So, and then what about your middle daughter? Is she, is she in the sports or is she kind of following in her sister's footsteps? So she is a soccer star. She is a, uh, my wife was probably the best high school soccer player around this area for a long time when she was growing up and my daughter's taking it up now. So she had her first game Saturday and two quarters scored nine goals and they made her stop scoring, if that makes sense. So she's, uh, she's just, she's just an athlete. She's always been an athlete and she's been, she'll be, she's still definitely excelling sports. There's no doubt about it. That's awesome. That is, I mean, you have a you have a good range of stuff going on there. I mean, yeah. uh, your son, it's still a little too early to be determined, but um, it sounds like you have an athletic family, a talented family. What what else do you guys do? Like besides you going to cheering competitions, I mean, what do you guys like to do for fun? Are you big foodies? Do you go out to eat? I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff to do in Nashville. Do you just avoid Broadway completely because it's usually like a um, a I don't want to use foul language, an S show the whole time when you're down there. Um, I mean, is that kind of, or is, do you guys still enjoy doing some of that stuff? So we're, we're down there probably once every five or six weeks for somebody's coming into town or somebody's birthday party or a dinner. Um, to be honest with you, a lot of our time is spent um, is we go to church twice a week and we, we are on our, on our farm here in Nashville. We're, we're riding a tractor and riding around the gator. And my, my son absolutely loves doing that. He's got his own little gator now. So that's, that's really what we spend a lot of our time doing. If we're not going to practices or traveling to Tampa or Atlanta, we're, we're here riding around and just playing out here. And then what do you, do you have anything on the, on the land? I mean, do you have any horses? Do you have any ducks? Do you, I mean, any of that stuff that the kids no. are getting to see the wildlife? So we've got, we've got a ton of deer and Turkey every morning and every afternoon, but we've got cattle. Um, and we also are, um, we're in the process of we're going to do corn this year. We we rotate between corn and uh, soybeans, so it's a uh, it's a good rotation there. You as better far change as that do. stuff up. Those deer love that. Ooh, oh, I know. Right That's why it. we see we see thirty or forty every morning just walking around. So growing up, I grew up in northern New Jersey, but I had a, a house in, in the mountains in the Poconos. And I, the funny thing is, people think these animals are dumb, but they're actually super super intelligent beyond what I think people comprehend because. My property was like five miles on the top of this mountain, but the dirt road that you had to go down, my property was on the right, literally on the left side of this dirt road, five miles from the main road was the state game lands, the very back end of the state game lands. 
for anybody to hunt to get to that point in the state game lands, the end of it, you had to hike five miles up a, a mountain to get to it. These deer were not stupid. It was no, no exaggeration having 80 to 100 deer during season to just walk through our yard, our property, because they just knew that no one's coming up this way. And we just didn't hunt them like that. That was, that's not, that's not hunting. That's unfair. That's like, that's like throwing a stick of dynamite in the water and letting the fish float off. So we just didn't hunt them that way. But I mean, these animals are not stupid and I I've watched them. I mean, devour bushes and corn meal and all this other stuff. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's great to see that. I love that as a kid growing up. Cause I grew up in not really a city, but in a pretty congested area. And to be able to see that, that juxtaposition just, 90 minutes outside of where I grew up was pretty incredible. So I'm sure the kids love, love that part of it as well. Oh yeah. No, it, it's a blessing for sure. So what, um, tell, you know, tell people listening to this, like, what is one of the things like, I guess for me, and I'll use like a, maybe a misconception that I have and you can correct it. Like you come in and refinish my floor with this product like I could drop a cinder block on it and it's not going to scratch. It's not going to scuff. Or if I dry, if I have a leak of oil, like does it really work that way? Or like what, what kind of bangs this stuff up? What's some of the misconceptions people think like that, that you have to correct them when you're doing a project? Man, that's a tough, that's a tough question. Um, I would say the biggest misconception that if you had to get one is, is a lot of people think that, you know, you get you. It's a tough question. The the biggest thing is we get a lot of people that are out price shopping, and you know they they they, they get an epoxy quote, they get two or three of them, and then we come in, and we're we're always going to be more expensive than an epoxy quote, um, right? And I can offer them epoxy. I've done it more than most of these people that are just getting into it, and that's that's not a problem. But I know without a shadow of a doubt what the durability of our product is versus what the durability of that product is, and that. You know, the biggest misconception may be that they think that, you know, they're the same. You're just trying to give me some sales pitch or some gimmick. Right. And it's hard to it's hard to explain that without me sounding like I'm trying to oversell it. But at the same time, it's I'm giving people facts and I, and I know the difference because I've done both. Um, but, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people think it's the same product. And that that would be the biggest misconception, probably that we're just twisting the twisting the language on it. But we're truly offering a commercial grade product in a residential setting. And it's the same product that I would put in a, uh, a mall with, with thousands of people walking on it every day. Or if you had a commercial warehouse and you were working on forklifts and driving heavy industrial equipment in every day, um, there's not a lot of cons to the product at all when it comes to concrete coatings itself. Um, I'd say the, the best part and the worst part is how durable it is. Cause if there is some issue that arises where my guys don't, toss the flake correctly or uh, we overdo the top coat we have to redo it it takes extensive grinding to do it and that right that that's the biggest thing that I, I try to tell people when I'm in front of a customer our biggest benefit as a company and this is what separates my companies from from a lot of our competition is a lot of people say they will stand behind their product but I can assure you without a shadow of a doubt you can look all across the country and we've got 500 five-star reviews in Nashville. We've got two or 300 in Tampa. We've got two or 300 in Atlanta. We truly stand behind what we do. Um, and we believe in our product and we're not perfect. We make mistakes, you know, once every two or three weeks, there's an issue, but we are the company that will come back and fix it. And I can assure you that. So that's, that's a big deal for us. 
And, and what is the shelf life? So you come in and do a job. Maybe I pay more money for it to have it done because it's not epoxy. But when am I going to have to redo it? Is it 10 years, 5 years, 20 years? So we have a lifetime residential warranty. Uh, it's it's interior is residential as a lifetime and then exterior is 10 years. Um, but 10 years more or less because of the amount of sunlight that hits it. It's right. UV cured from the top and the middle. Um, but, you know, over time, I, I would anticipate if it was to sit outside for, for 30 or 40 years, it potentially could yellow. Um, but, man, this stuff, once it goes on in, in about three hours, it's, it's, it's there. You, you could try to get it off with anything you could think of, and you're going to have a hard time getting the flake right. off the floor. So it's, they're, they're, it's, it's a lifetime, lifetime warranty. So it's, and when you sell the home, it transfers for 15 years. So one of the things I, I like to do with business owners, and, and listen, talking about hearing your story, you've clearly built this business. You have the entrepreneurial spirit to do this based on you know your past experience and going out and starting Titan. What has been a time, whether it was when you were transitioning from hardwood floors to this or something in your personal life, however much you want to divulge, I don't know where you ran into a situation where you came across a hardship and you were like, honestly, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And somehow you were able to turn it around and come out the other side and, and, you know, and be where you're at today. Uh, Man, I would, I would say truthfully, probably during COVID because we're, we're in a business. um, Some of our products make a long story short. Some of our product is used in manufacturing of automobiles as far as, uh, the front end of them. Um, and, and with that being said, there was the government allocated X amount of that product to the auto industry, which basically right. shut down the production of our, of our product. So we were in a situation where we had just, uh, just opened another location, just bought three more trucks. We, a lot of our liquid capital we had used. Um, and we were in a position where our suppliers were calling us, telling us, Hey, we're, we're not going to be able to fill any orders. And, so anyways, we, we made a couple more phone calls to the higher ups in the company, worked out a large purchase order deal. Um, we were able to move the money around from other accounts and we were able to secure that. But when there's companies that went out of business in our line of work because they didn't have the proper, proper inventory levels, I had to buy you know, six months worth of inventory for three locations, um, which is a very expensive uh, purchase right. um, just because is it that we were going to get it. it. And we yeah, didn't know yeah. when we were going to get it again. So that was, that was right. the biggest hardship, I would say. You know, the reason I ask that question is besides consumers that might listen to this, that might need your services, entrepreneurs and business owners go through similar type things every day, whether it's supply chain stuff, whether it's just general increased cost or delays in timelines and all those different things. And hearing other business owners talk about their workarounds and their solutions it's really a way, you know, listen, the name of the podcast is the Good Neighbor Podcast. It's not only designed for business owners to talk to their consumer, but it's also an asset for other brands to be able to listen to it and go, hey, wow, you know, this is how Taylor got through this particular hardship. Next time we run into, you know, where our cost increase goes up to X, how might we be able to shuffle things around and make it work? So that, that's, I appreciate you. I appreciate you getting into that. Um, you kind of touched on this a little bit is, you know, and you mentioned about the lifetime guarantee and standing behind your your product and your service. But what would be the one thing if people are listening to this that they need to take away that they know they're going to do business with Titan Garage Flooring? They're going to call and speak to someone on your team. What's the thing they should know that they're going to get that maybe they weren't expecting they were going to get in this whole process? 
I think it's it's uh it's it's some you know first and foremost, and this is where, and I'm not the person they normally would meet, but that I I, I try to tell people we try to sell ourselves, and and I've got a very good staff of people that's highly trained that's been with us. I don't have a high turnover rate at all, um, but most you know most of most and foremost is is you're buying from a company that truly cares about your experience, um, and you know whether that be on the front end, somebody answering the phone when you call. Um, to somebody showing up on time for the appointment, the installer showing up on time, uh, leaving leaving uh, leaving the house better than than how we arrived. But we truly truly care about our customers. Uh, we value you know their feedback and we value their experience and and making sure that they're happy at the end of the the process. And um, a lot of people just burn and turn. They want to get there and make a few dollars and 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 hopefully it turns out. And if you call them back, you you may never get them back on the phone. Um, but that's not us. We, we want to make sure that that you are truly having the best experience when it comes to coding your, your garage floor, for instance, that you're going to have. And that's that's our business model. Um, so we just try to make sure that we're doing doing things the right way and treating people the right way. And uh, the rest will take care of itself. And I guess the big question is <clears throat> to contact you. Do you guys have one number? And then when you get somebody on the phone, they ask where you're calling from or do you have individual numbers for each location and do you want to give out those numbers here uh you can our tampa location uh, is 813-838-0085 and then you can go to our website anytime it's titanflooringapplications.com and you can you can kind of explore what we have on there we've got several cool things on there with pictures and a floor visualizer and um contact contact now forms you can fill out and we'll, we'll give you a call the same day to set up an estimate so, so folks, if you're listening to this in Tampa, which is where we're located, but obviously when we produce this, everybody in Nashville and coming soon in Dallas and Atlanta can hear it. If you are looking to redo your garage floor, but also if you have other flooring and concrete needs as well, definitely go to TitanFlooringApplication.com and you could fill out a, a, a form to get more information. But if you're here in Tampa, the number is 813 838 0085. Taylor Ford, thank you so much for being on the Good Neighbor Podcast with us today. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. And you guys, best of luck with your podcast. Appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Pasco. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnppasco.com. That's gnppasco.com or call 813 Nine two two three six one zero.